Greetings and welcome to Church Talk podcast. This is a platform which is exclusively for pastors, leaders, and counselors or if you are someone who is serving in your local church, this is a right platform for you to you know uh, learn every every aspect of serving, learn to be better in whichever area that you are serving or being part of a church. and this morning uh, we have apostle uh, priji namis thank you apostle for thank bringing uh, clarity into so many doubts that uh, pastors uh, leaders they come across you know different scenarios and situation and uh, thank you for uh, throwing light over so many aspect yeah i i think that uh, this podcast we our focus has specifically been to give practical help mm-hmm. you know rather than just giving them teachings or doctrines or uh, ideologies about certain topics we want to give practical personal help as to how to do their pastoring better mm-hmm. how to do their leadership better how to do church management better and i really hope that this morning's conversation will be a blessing to our people oh amen amen of course and also to add to that because every time that we uh, come up with a new topic uh, there is a new understanding there will be like a reminder saying oh uh, this time we can you know try to do it in you know this way that we can you know be uh, we can practically apply in the scenarios or situation that each of our pastors and leaders come across and yeah. uh, we are so Absolutely. blessed and uh, thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for giving me this opportunity during our last conversation uh, that we spoke about how to wisely handle finances especially maybe uh, that we give money to somebody or among our church community uh, similarly there are uh, there is an aspect that we also see in relationship for example people come with different backgrounds uh, people come with different understanding of uh, sexuality uh, like we see a, a rise of you know a concept of homosexuality which is uh, not only in the world but also in churches in also schools uh, that is coming up which is becoming very uh, normal these days uh, today I wanted to uh, uh, ask you to throw some light to understand uh, what actually sexuality uh, is and also how we can train our pastors and leaders uh, how we can equip them uh, to handle this issue beautiful i think that uh, every issue that we face in the church or in the community in our culture is because the church is not doing a good job at uh, shining a light in that area Mm-hmm. you know it's because we are not telling god's design we are not teaching god's design god's original plan and god's original purpose for a particular issue we are not showing it off to the world around us and that is why the world around us is suffering whether it be marriage whether it be finances whether it be uh, how to take care of our physical health everything the church needs to be the one who would shine a light tell people how god originally intended it to be mm-hmm. now when we talk about sexuality your question was what does the bible say about sexuality or what does god think about this god is the one who created our sex drive god is the one who created sexuality and when god created it he intended it to be between a married couple between a husband and a wife 
between a man and a woman yeah. one man and one woman that's how god originally intended it to yeah. that's how god originally planned for sexuality to be a blessing to be something that will help humanity to express love express intimacy which can be within the walls of a committed married relationship that's mm-hmm. how god originally intended it to be now the problem with the church has been that we have been shy of talking about it mm-hmm. we have not really expressed what god's heart is regarding these things we have not really taught our people enough and then when they make mistakes we are wondering why is it that they are doing things that are against god's heart it's yeah. not because Uh, they want to intentionally rebel against god it's because we have not done a good job at expressing the heart of god to them mm-hmm. we have not showed it to them and that's why i think the responsibility is more upon the pastors and the leaders of each church to accurately teach their people their young people their children their uh, married people old people teach them what does god say about sexuality what is god's understanding because if we don't teach them the culture will teach them mm-hmm. if we don't teach them their colleges their universities their communities their friend circles internet will teach them mm-hmm. and that's why it's necessary that we become the primary uh, place from where god's people can learn about sexuality can learn about how intimacy how sexual intimacy is supposed to be practiced yeah. and i think that every pastor and leader needs to go through a uh, uh, extensive time of researching studying it for themselves studying scripture about these issues yeah. for themselves and also to talk to other people who have expertise in these areas you mm-hmm. know people who have dealt with these areas people who have spoken about it or people who have thought about it make sure to expose yourself to teachings that are going to now help you to teach your people accurately so that you don't misrepresent a fact or you don't teach something negatively or in a wrong manner mm. you know mm. so mm. the more we equip ourselves the more information we have mm. i'm not saying that you have to duplicate your teaching from somewhere else mm. i'm saying that you need to be well read you need to be well informed yeah. your teaching cannot be based on half information half truth half uh, my understanding half experience it cannot be like a mix of everything it has to be well informed and at the same time well balanced yeah. and it has to be from scripture mm-hmm. and so if you need to teach extensively about something in your church you know you need to represent something to your young people then you need to be aware of it yourself first mm-hmm. so pick up a book you know start a journey where you can just discover things and solutions and answers for yourself first before you begin to teach mm-hmm. it to your people mm-hmm. but it is absolutely necessary that you teach it's absolutely necessary that you talk about it mm-hmm. because the more you talk the more freedom you will give to your people to come and open up mm-hmm. and share and to bring up questions and bring up issues that they are struggling with mm-hmm. just to add to that uh, like to be very specific uh, uh, 
how to deal with people uh, from like you know having uh, like homosexual even they, they may feel attracted you know to the same gender and how uh, should we respond as a pastor or a leader uh, especially when we find this you know in the church or people that we are helping and also uh, is it okay for them to be part of our church and uh, is is it okay even to uh, give them a leadership role and serve in the church i think that's the one issue which is dividing the world currently right mm-hmm. everybody is talking about rights for homosexual people rights for Uh, transgender people rights for people who have different sexual orientations everybody is just trying to fight for them saying they are minorities they are being mistreated they are being looked down upon they are being unfairly uh, discriminated against yeah. and corporates are rallying for them and uh, politicians and political parties are rallying for them there are all these uh, groups human rights groups that are rallying for them uh, i think when it comes to the church we need to not exaggerate homosexuality over other sins mm. see wow don't you know that pornography is as much of a sin as homosexuality is yeah, yeah. when somebody comes and tells you i'm struggling with pornography mm. or when somebody comes and tells you i have a sexual desire towards mm. this sister or this person that i'm not married to mm. how do you help them yeah. how do you treat them in god's eyes is homosexuality a bigger sin than adultery mm-hmm. in god's eyes is homosexuality so much of a bigger challenge mm-hmm. than pornography mm-hmm. sexual sin is sexual sin all kinds of perversion is sexual sin mm-hmm. the problem with a lot of uh, churches that i have seen especially in the west and even in india is that we will always you know when it comes to homosexuality we will make it a big issue mm, but yeah. when it comes to all these other sins we are like ah that's okay that happens to everybody that's not a big deal you know we try to you know push it under the carpet sin is sin sexual sin is sin whether it is homosexual sin or heterosexual mm. sin so understanding that will give you a lot of perspective on how to help somebody how to embrace somebody who is going through a homosexual issue mm. you know you don't uh, treat them as something that they are untouchable you don't treat them as something that they are not going to be part of your church now if somebody is struggling with pornography in your church will you kick that person out no. absolutely not you would want to give them a safe space you would want to help them you would want to train them teach them equip them and you would want to give them all the resources that they need mm-hmm. to deal with this mm-hmm. rather than looking at them and saying oh my god this person cannot be coming to our church yeah. or this person cannot be uh, doing anything in our church now coming to responsibilities or leadership in the church um this is the same for all kinds of sexual sin this is not because we are trying to target homosexuals yeah. you know we yeah. are uh, making the same role for Every, every sin every yeah. sexual sin yeah. if somebody comes and opens up to you saying i am struggling with this particular sin i'm not able to overcome it don't give them spiritual responsibilities in your church mm. they can put their chair they can carry equipments but don't ask them to go on the stage and start leading worship mm. don't ask them to start preaching and teaching people don't give them spiritual responsibilities mm. 
not because we are underestimating the power of what god can do in their heart yeah but because we really want them to take their time to heal mm. and overcome their challenges before they can start pouring into other people before they can start you know mm. uh, helping other people with their issues so if somebody is going through a sexual issue or temptation or tendencies and who doesn't yeah. you know that's the thing that's the other question i want to ask jesus said if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes then you've already committed adultery you know that's equivalent to adultery that's equivalent to homosexuality that is equivalent to you know premarital sex or that is equivalent to sexual immorality of any sorts that you can think of yeah. you know so then in that case almost every one of us will fall prey at one point or the other yeah. to this sin so we are not trying to say that only homosexuals are bigger sinners and mm. we have to you know treat them or mistreat them no no we are, we are saying every sexual sin is serious in god's eyes and if somebody is struggling with a sin then it is obvious we need to give them a little time off take some time off of ministry take some time off of uh, your personal commitments in serving and just get restored get that thing fixed in your heart before you start serving again in spiritual responsibilities they can still serve in the church as a member they can still be part of the church now bringing the question back to homosexuality the reason we need to have an extra caution there is also because i've seen how people who uh, believe that homosexuality is okay mm-hmm. you know people yeah. who believe that this is not a problem this is not a challenge mm-hmm. they will in one way or the other try to convince other people in your church mm-hmm. they will try to influence other young people other yeah you know people who are vulnerable or weak in your community yeah. that is where as a shepherd as a pastor you need to now become ferocious in protecting your people mm-hmm. now if somebody is coming and saying you know this is my struggle i i don't know how to overcome this i don't know how to fight this out i don't know how to you know respond to this this has been my temptation since this time whatever mm-hmm. it is you journey with them for a hundred years if necessary yeah but if somebody comes to you and says no 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 god created me like this mm-hmm. this is what i believe you know and i don't think that this is wrong yeah. and they're trying to push a belief system and a propaganda which is not biblical mm-hmm. then you don't entertain them mm-hmm. then you draw the right boundaries mm-hmm. if they want to have honest conversations with you that they can have mm, yeah. but if they are trying to now influence other people in your community mm. and try to put their agendas and their thoughts into the young people of your church then you have to ferociously guard guard your people yeah. and ferociously disconnect certain things mm. so that it, that one spoiled fruit one spoiled apple doesn't spoil 10 others you know mm-hmm. if you don't do that it is just going to create long term challenges for your church mm. long term challenges for your young people you know your young people are going to be exposed to this if not in the church outside the church yeah, for sure so we are, we cannot really protect them from everything and uh, we cannot just keep them in a cocoon all through their life yeah. for sure however when they come to church it is our responsibility to make sure that they are not exposed to something mm-hmm. uh, a belief system they are not exposed to uh, a kind of a ideology which is anti biblical anti christian anti 
what god has originally you know intended them yeah. uh, to be especially when you've been teaching in church that this is what sexuality is all about yeah. you've been training your people to have the right sexual approach with their uh, in for their marriages and for their future marriages and then there is somebody who is coming in trying to tell you people the other way or the opposite Mm. then you have to ferociously guard against it mm. but otherwise you have to embrace them love them serve them do not look down on them do not hurt them yeah. do not demean them if jesus could sit with a woman who had five bad marriages five yeah. failed marriages and right now she is in a living relationship with the person that she is with mm. and jesus could have a open personal conversation intimate conversation with this woman mm. without judging her Yeah. without throwing stones at her without calling her names without telling her how she is such a big sinner yeah i mean like when we talk to people we are always trying to make them feel bad about this sin mm-hmm. but at what point did jesus make that lady at the well feel bad about her sin yeah at yeah. no point at no point did jesus say oh my god you're such a sinner Oh my god this is you you inherit a curse on your life mm. i mean some of the things that some of the statements that our people write on facebook or twitter against this people who are homosexuals it's so not jesus like yeah because jesus he sat with somebody who was having a sexual issue and he explained life to her he explained worship to her he explained what it means to serve god he he just journeyed with her mm. for a little while mm. you know mm. and i think that that is what is lacking in the church and that is what we should be doing more often mm. in the church wow wow so also uh, that we also have seen there are few people who come share what the, what is happening in their life what the temptations or as you mentioned the different aspects of sexual sins uh but what we see is even as pastors and leaders when we are journeying with them to help them to come out but we see uh they still uh, want to be in that you know they still don't want to uh, come out of that sin so uh, how can we as pastors and leaders uh confront them or correct them uh and and help them i think it will change from one person to the other everybody has issues everybody has open doors in their heart in their uh, spirits in their souls because of which the enemy can use to attack them or yeah. to hurt them yeah. uh, for some people it could be an abuse that they went through in their childhood mm-hmm. for some people it might just be an early exposure to pornography yeah. for me that was how you know my whole sexual view was corrupted because at the age of 11 or 12 i was exposed to pornography and from that time onwards i was consuming heavy pornography for a really long time to such an extent that it just corrupted my view of woman it corrupted my view of sexuality it corrupted my view about marriage it corrupted everything in my head you know it just brought down the understanding of what sexuality is supposed to be like in my head completely yeah and so you can understand how that can later play in my marriage mm. how that can later play in all of my relationships with the opposite gender how that can play in all of my conversations everything uh, it can have an open door in every area mm. so knowing that 
as pastors as leaders as counselors our job is not to just tell them hey this is sinful mm. our job is to help them connect back to those original places where the enemy mm. opened a door into their hearts into their spirits yeah. and to shut those doors mm. and mm. to help them to receive healing in those areas mm. and that's exactly what jesus did with this woman at the well yeah he didn't try and give her a marriage class like if if somebody comes to us and says i can't do a good marriage i've been married for five times and the third and the sixth person that i'm living with right now i'm not even married with we are going to give them counseling on marriage yeah. we'll tell them okay i think you need to do a marriage class. but instead jesus gave her a class on worship jesus said you don't have your worship correct worshiping god has to be in spirit and in truth mm-hmm. and jesus brought her back to understand how the spiritual living water is what is going to ultimately quench her thirst mm. more than a physical water that she's been drawing regularly yeah so jesus bring her to a deeper place mm. and healing that area rather than trying to say okay i don't think you talked right to your first husband mm. i don't think you should have did this with your second husband i yeah. think you did too much of money conversation in your third marriage he, he didn't do that yeah he fixed a deeper issue mm. and i think wow. that is where we are doing a bad job as yeah. counselors especially yeah. we are just trying to fix the surface level issues rather than trying to teach them deeper issues trying to help them find their contentment in god mm. find their true satisfaction in the living water mm. find their true help in christ and when that is sorted everything else will eventually get sorted out of the overflow of that relationship that yeah. we have with jesus yeah. so as pastors leaders counselors please don't immediately start judging people don't immediately start uh, trying to deal with the surface level uh things that you see you know all the symptoms that you see as there'll be a symptomatic treatment mm. so don't just stick with the surface level issues go deeper dig deeper find out what they really need and address that need mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then eventually it is going to be a process it's not just going to be a one statement fits mm. we're living in a generation where we are hoping that you know pastor will say one statement which will blow your mind off and will free you off of every addiction. Yeah. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus spent time with this woman. Mm. Journeyed with her from one place to another, from that place to another. Mm. And sometimes we need to do that with our people mm. in order to really help them long term. Yeah. Also, uh, as pastors and leaders, uh, sometimes we uh, as you shared before, saying that we try to correct people, uh, you know, saying that hope, hope you could have done this better, this aspect better. but there is uh, something that we uh, even forget to address uh, or you know we don't see is like so many people you know either in their childhood or uh, maybe in their teens uh, they go through uh, sexual abuse uh, because we don't know how much uh, intense that 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 they have been in that trauma or pain uh, how important it is for us to address in our local church very 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 important for us to address this because uh, people are being abused at all ages we may think that it is only young people who go through abuse mm-hmm. but if you read the newspaper it is so disgusting to read reports of 
three month old six month old you know one year old two year old girls uh, going through abuse now even boys you know who go yeah. through abuse from a very young age because they don't have any understanding about anything at that age they are very innocent and then there are these predators who uh, use that innocence mm. to hurt them to abuse them mm. and so it is very important that in the church you first of all you put the right safeguards yeah. don't allow children to be in close rooms with uh, one person or you know mm. uh, or somebody with the opposite gender especially uh, at all times make sure that it's done in community mm. all church activities and church work is done in community yeah. as pastors and leaders you set the boundaries and you set the goals in your church right yeah. so you need to make sure that your church is protected and it's a safe space for your young people to come in for children to come in that nobody is going to be violated in your church and you need to talk about it very often so that if somebody is being abused mm. if somebody is being mistreated mm. it will be brought out immediately yeah. it will be picked up they will have the courage to come and open up to you mm. because if we hush it up and not talk about it and keep it all under the blanket mm. then people will not be able to open it up and bring it up and and talk about it boldly to us and if there is anything that is happening in your church you need to know about it and the only way that it will come to you is if you constantly expose your people to sexual education mm. you tell them this is wrong i mean we have mercy on people who have sexual temptations yeah but somebody who is a sexual predator somebody who is hurting innocent children mm. or innocent people who is like prowling and like hurting people against their desire against their wishes against their will who is forcing themselves upon someone else that is very serious that's yeah. something that we yeah. cannot tolerate yeah that's even criminal that's illegal Mm-hmm. that's something that you'll have to even sometimes if you know of somebody doing that in your church get the police involved mm-hmm. just don't say okay god will forgive you yeah. no if there is this is something that comes up in the light tomorrow that person and anybody else who enabled that person like the church or the church leadership can get into a criminal trial you know yeah. so it's necessary that if you know of something happening in your church you report it immediately you bring it to attention and you update anything that is happening in your church to you to the to the parents of their children you tell them that this is who is training your kids this is who will be spending time with your kids this is how we are planning to do this make sure that it's a very transparent culture mm-hmm. that nothing is done in secrecy and that that's one way in which we don't leave any space for the enemy to take advantage Mm. of uh, what god is doing in your churches wow wow one more important uh, question i you know there there are many people who have uh, who have maybe in the past or even in you know in present they've been uh, sexually abused or they are struggling with sexual sin how can we as a pastor and leaders uh, journey with them uh, through the the process of healing uh, through the process of uh, restoration and uh, that uh we we can show them hey this is not who you are sometimes their identity will be like with what had happened just because yeah. of their incident how can we help them uh to say no this is not who you are you know this is not the way god has designed you 
yeah i think that it is very important uh, that we keep bringing them uh, to the cross of jesus because that is where we find healing that's where we find forgiveness that's where we find restoration that's where we find help to everything mm-hmm. it is at the cross that it was finished yeah it is not in my will power to overcome pornography mm-hmm. it is not in my will power to overcome uh, lustful thoughts it is not with my will power that i overcome uh, homosexuality or anything else that you know we may be tempted with it is with the finished work of the cross so it is necessary we bring them back to the cross we bring them back to jesus we bring them back to that place where the price for our sin and the price for our perversion was paid amen because it is in that cross that there is deliverance yeah so some of us we definitely need deliverance from the spirit of sexual sin mm. some of us we need deliverance from a uh, pornography from the spirit of pornography mm. some of us we need deliverance from uh, the spirit of homosexuality mm. and at the cross we find mm. deliverance not just healing we also find deliverance. deliverance and it is at the cross that jesus won the victory and he publicly disarmed the enemy that's mm. what the bible says in colossians that he nailed all the a uh, powerful weapons that the enemy had he nailed it and publicly made a display of his victory over them on the cross mm-hmm. so when we bring our people to a revelation of the cross again and again and again even if it takes you to journey with them over and over again Amen. because some of these sins can be repetitive in nature yeah. some of these sins can be addictive in nature and so we can fall back into a cycle of doing the same thing over and over again yeah but you can never go back to the cross enough number of times the more number of times you go back to the cross the more help the more solutions you receive amen so it's necessary that as pastors and leaders we uh talk about the cross more often in our church services we talk about the cross more often in our counseling sessions yeah we talk about the cross more often in uh the time that we're giving advice to our people you know yeah. i mean i thank god for all the uh, helpful practical advices that we give our people but uh, if it is devoid of the power of the cross mm. then it is just empty advice that even a secular guy can give them you so know true. but uh, the one thing that keeps us out keeps us makes us stand out from what the world around us does is jesus the mm. person of jesus what he has accomplished for us how he won the victory for us so we need to expose that power to our people we need to expose our people to the power of that cross and so my prayer is that we will constantly uh, be aware of it ourselves and we will constantly be talking about it. we will constantly be uh, bringing our people to that revelation instead of judging them instead of putting them down instead of uh, criticizing them instead of pointing fingers at them that we will constantly bring them in connection to Jesus himself some people it may take a while for them to be convicted that this is wrong mm. i understand that you have to continue to preach the gospel you need to continue to bring the lord's presence into the atmosphere into their home into their hearts and let the holy spirit do the job of convicting them if they are not convicted by you telling them you know certain things yeah. don't be afraid of that and yeah. don't get mad at it you know mm. not everybody will agree with you immediately 
but you can keep sowing seeds you can keep showing them scripturally what god says about it and it is the holy spirit's job to bring conviction at just the right time amen but it is your job to journey with them once they are convicted once they have a revelation that this is wrong then it is your job to journey with them to the point of healing and forgiveness and to the point of restoration amen which means everything is possible if somebody is struggling in your church and they're feeling very miserable about the fact that they lost virginity in at a young age don't worry jesus can restore that amen if somebody is feeling that their marriage is devastated because of an affair don't worry jesus can restore that if somebody is feeling like they can never be in a normal relationship because of homosexual desires and sex drive that they've had in the past don't worry jesus can restore that jesus can fix that there's absolutely nothing that jesus cannot restore so we're not just talking about deliverance and healing we're also talking about restoration so that your identity the original design it is restored to how god originally purposed it to be so if you're only teaching our people forgiveness and healing and deliverance but not about restoration then we are not doing justice mm. because everything that jesus paid a price for it is possible that we can eat the fruit of it we can receive the abundance of that uh, price that jesus paid for us on the cross by also going an extra mile by being restored in every area wow wow this is just amazing uh-huh. in fact if you just go on google or on youtube you'll find countless testimonies mm-hmm. i personally know people who have overcome homosexuality mm-hmm. and who have very flourishing marriages mm-hmm. i personally know of people who were transgenders you know and then they overcame that and then they are in good married relationships and they are being used by the lord to reach the transgender community mm-hmm. in our city i know people who've had multiple affairs multiple affairs and who've had sexual addictions mm-hmm. and being healed by god and being restored in their marriage and coming back to serve the lord in a, a beautiful way so i know for a fact that there is nothing that can stop you from serving god that can stop you from fulfilling god's original plan and design for your life so you need to constantly give hope to your people mm-hmm. if they feel that there is no hope for me this is the end of it if they feel like you know nobody can help me then we have failed in communicating the gospel to them mm-hmm. the gospel is that jesus heals the gospel is that jesus forgives the gospel is that jesus delivers and the gospel is that jesus also restores thank you thank you apostle uh, i truly believe this is uh, something that each one of us you know need to address in our local church yeah. uh, because this is something that uh, will help us to know uh, how we can address all the aspects of sexual sin not only just pointing out only one and uh, thank you for pointing out again to the cross um and one more time thank you so much uh for joining us i believe you are being blessed and uh, if you have any questions or any any doubts or, or if you have any testimony you can write to us at info@pastorprithi.com we'll see you in the next episode